We're all on the spars, but <laughs> we're not. We're not one bit happy that uh, fifty of us on this bus and we're not one bit happy. For immediate reaction from around the grounds, catch League of Ireland late night every Friday, ten p.m. on Twitter Spaces. Follow at Off the Ball. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Leicester La Rochelle, obviously, tomorrow, and uh, we've been sort of uh, debating exactly as to what we're going to do in terms of covering this one. And we've landed on the idea that I'm going to choose um, a Leinster 15 based off players that, at least this is my understanding of what we're choosing here, based off players that have started in any of the five finals, and we're including a probable team for tomorrow, uh, and the stipulation... Uh, as Joe Conroy threw down the mantle saying that we have to pick players who are at the peak of their powers for a one-off must-win match. Okay. Is that fair enough? Good idea. So what we'll do is we'll go through the pack first, we'll give the uh, runners and riders and then I'll give my selection and then we can pick through any points of contention as you see it. Adrian Barry's all-time Leinster 15. Let's go. We'll start with the loose head uh, props and the options here are Keen Healy who started the first four and Andrew Porter who will probably start tomorrow. So that's the options there. At Hooker, it's uh, Jackman 09, Richard Strauss for the following two, Sean Cronin at 18, our own Callagher tomorrow. Uh, the tight head position is between Stan Wright, Mike Ross and Tig. Ooh. Gets really competitive in the second row where you have at number four, Leo for the first three, uh, Big Dev in 18 or Ross Maloney um, for tomorrow, where at five you have Big Mal in 09, Nathan Hines in 11, Brad Thorne in 2012, and then James Ryan in 18 and 22. That is a particularly competitive position. Um, blindside flanker, we have uh, Rocky in 09, Kevin McLaughlin in 11 and 12, Scott Fardy in 18, and then Caelan Doris. Uh, open side, Shane Jennings in 09, you have Sean O'Brien in 11 and 12, you have Dan Levy in 18, and then Josh van der Flyer. I mean, Ah, uh, but there's like, I mean, there's a pretty obvious... Uh, well, we'll, we'll come to it in a sec where one, you, you, you can shift people... You can, from six you to can shift here. people on. Okay. That is true. To continue the theme of the morning, you can absolutely shift people. Uh, and then at number eight, you Jamie Heaslip in 9, 11 and 12, Jordy Murphy in 18 and then Jack Conan. Okay, take us through who you've gone for here. So my selections are, the uh, pack is going to be Key and Healy at Lucid Prop. Okay, that's back. Fairly straightforward. Back. World class, Lion, locks on the scrum, good in the loose. Probably suffered a little bit after that hand injury in terms of his op- open play and obviously is ageing now and has taken a bit of a backseat, but I think that's, that's a banker. Uh, Hooker was really tough and it sort of came down to two and I'm going to go with the guy who's going to start tomorrow, um, Ronan Kelleher. Ooh, interesting. I think, yeah, like tough, a tough call. The others all have... Uh, different attributes that they bring to the party but he probably has a little bit of everything more um, Sean Cronin a slander coming your way from Adrian no, no, Barry no, no, of a no, Friday no, morning no, no, it's okay no, no. scrummaging uh, Jackman scrummaging the defence of Strauss the running of Cronin uh, he's probably the best all-rounder he's only 24 Yeah. so like look at, I know we're not picking a team for the future but you have to say that um, who's your sub? Is, is Dan Sheehan potentially Sheehan? yourself? <laughs> possibly. possibly. Strauss, pr- probably, if you're pushing Sander. me for a one-off big game sub, I'd probably go with Strauss. Um, hey, interesting. That's that's Hoker. Right, okay. Lee uh, Kelleher, who else? And then completing the front row is going to be obvious. Tyke. Okay, yeah. There's, we don't, we don't really need to spend too much time no, on that. There was no great debate about that. Okay. Like, Stan Wright is obviously a cult hero. Mike Ross has won two Heineken Cups. Uh, start, started two Heineken Cups. Uh, but it's got to be Tyke. It's no great so debate So it's the that. Healy-Kelleher furlong. It's a, a recency 
that uh, kind of tints that front row. Not to say that it's not the, the best front row, well, though. Yeah, if you if you make that, you won't be making that comment at the end. Okay, I'll, I'll, let's uh, go. I'll put it that, that way to you. Second row, right? So you had uh, Leo Cullen, obviously, with the uh, first three Heineken Cups, and then Devon and Ross Maloney. And I'm sort of roughly sticking. I know we can be fluid, but I'm roughly sticking my position, and I got to go with Leo. I think you're talking about like a big game, the personality of the guy, the leadership. Uh, not to mention the qualities that he had around the pitch. I just think if you're talking about wanting to win a big game, he's a big game player and he's got to be in there. Interesting. That's that's a hair's breadth between himself and Toner, surely. I think, yeah, look, when you talk about peak of their powers, <clears throat> Devin probably uh, would run that close. Leo probably had more longevity in the in the, in the front line. Um, but no, I've got to be going for Leo there. And then on the other side... This was the Big Mal versus Hines versus Thorne versus James Ryan and I've gone for Brad Thorne. I think that... Could you not just do Brad Thorne and James Ryan and be done with it? <laughs> you could. You could. You could. That's what Coach Shane is going for. Coach Barry is going for Leo. Because look, the, the leadership thing is I, I'm, I wouldn't underplay that. And look at when you... When you Look at the team I've selected to play this imaginary game. Yeah. There's leadership all over the place. Um, but, you know, the personality, the grunt, he's been there and done it. There's no big game nerves. He changed it. He, he helped himself and Shane Jennings coming back from Le- uh, Leicester, amongst other factors, was such a big thing in changing the personality of that Leicester team. And it's not a, like, nostalgia pick or or whatever else. But I think you've got to go for Leo. Okay, so Leo and Brad Thorne is your Brad Thorne, one of the greatest locks of all time. Paul O'Connell type figure. Huge influence on that squad. They all talk about it, including Devin, about the impact that they had on him uh, and a big game player. Like, considered one of the greatest locks of all time. He is the, lo- the lock at lock. He's the one that you got to start. I like that line. That's our headline. Uh, back row, um, Rocky versus Kevin McLaughlin versus Scott Vardy versus Kellen Doris. And I've gone for Rocky. Okay. Gone for Rocky at uh, blindside flanker here. Um, d- partly based on uh, the stats. Like, look, at he was a one-season wonder, which was not to say that he fell off a cliff either side, but at Leinster, he was in for one season. He played 21 games. How many Man of the Match awards did he win in 21 games? Oh, like, probably 12, 15. 14. Like, also, including in the that famous quarterfinal against Harlequins was man of the match and in the final as well and this Big, was before Alan Quinlan was picking man of the match in these uh, these games as well so there, there was no back row bias before before Alan Quinlan was picking man of the match and actually looking back at some of the highlights of the uh, of the semi-final against Munster there was a few little sort of uh, over and back uh, between himself and Quinny so much so that we've asked Quinny to do up um, his thoughts on uh, Rocky Elsom which I don't know is it standing by but we might come to it in a couple of moments um, Quinny's thoughts on, on the selection of Rocky Elsom there but yeah like, like a bit of an enigma off the pitch all of his teammates would be would talk about his um, how much of an enigma he was off the pitch like you'd ha- you would actually rarely see him at training and when he was there he wouldn't be doing very much and they wouldn't be mingled much off the pitch uh, never came back for the 10 year anniversary of the game when everybody else was there and you also have to remind yourself he was 26 when he was in Dublin Thought he was a lot older, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You look at those pictures, thinking maybe the guy was about forty-five. And and in that monster game, like he was up against Quinlan, Wallace, Leamy, like you know. So I, I think I think Rocky Elsom is. Uh, I think is I think Colstad is actually kind of underplays uh, how beloved he is in yeah. the, the Leinster fraternity. So so Elsom's your six. Elsom is the six, and then you have Shane Jennings, you have Sean O'Brien, Levy, and Josh Van der Flair for uh, open side, and I've gone for Sean O'Brien. 
like you could try and shift things around here to make room for Josh van der Fleer, but um, it be, it's it's essentially what, what you're looking at in this back row is Rocky Elson versus van der Fleer as opposed to O'Brien. You versus could have van shifted, der Fleer. and look at with most of these, the same with Sean O'Brien. If you wanted to make room, you could shift him around a little bit. He's obviously played in all the positions, and there'd be no problem with doing that. But uh, when you talk about the lock at lock, I think he's a lock in the back row as well. I think you have to make room for him. The abrasiveness, like a brilliant win- uh, runner in the loose, selfless player would often sacrifice himself uh, for for uh, the cause of the team. Just a quality operator in all facets. Also had that edge about him, hadn't he? Like a real bit of a, you know, if you talk about a little bit of a nastiness that you need in, in a big game, um, then he definitely had that. Uh, serious ability to sort of take a tackle and keep going so um, uh, man of the match in the final in 2012 and uh, also like look at it wasn't really about this but certainly helped change the perception of Leinster as being a D4 team you know like was one of those that was very much at the forefront of that so um, I'm not arguing I'm not Brian in a great debate about that Um, you're number 8 Jamie Heaslip it really has to be again. There was no huge. Who's, who's second? It. Who was your second choice out of interest here? Conan. Conan it has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordy Murphy started in eighteen, uh, but never really went on to uh, fulfil the potential that I think everybody thought he would have had. Um, but yeah, like I mean, look at you're right. I could have shift shifted a couple of players around there to make room. Uh, I could have left uh, Elsom out. Might have been the easy decision to make, but um, I just think for everything that he brought to Leinster that season, we're talking about a one-off game where you're putting your best team out and you want to go and win it. And like, look at some of this is about you know Josh van der Fleer might make an absolute mockery the selection in a few years' time. You actually forget that he's 29 um, and he's been around the season, uh, been around the scene a little bit. Has only really started to make the impact that he's having now in the last uh, year or two. Um, You know, there had been a lot of question marks about his bulk and ability against the bigger packs to, to operate but yeah that's what I'm going with O'Brien Heaslip and Rocky Elsom across the back row yeah it's good it's good back row I think you could de- it's definitely not set in stone I think there's definitely an argument to be made but it's a, it's a strong back row and so a good bench uh, absolutely outstanding bench half backs obviously it's going to be Sexton at 10 who's, who's your scrum half going to be that, there isn't even a competition at 10 as in there's nobody else to choose from like from across the five finals uh, he comes in for Cantopomi in the, that Munster famously semi-final in 09 and never looks back so no debate uh, the option at 9 are Chris Whittaker who started in 09 uh, Owen Redden who started in 11 and 12 and then uh, Luke McGrath in 18 and Gibson Park obviously who'll, uh, who'll start tomorrow so I have gone for this was a hard one I've gone for Owen Redden this was a hard one like again Gibson Park has really there's a lot of Van der Fleer um, comparisons there in the sense that he's really come into it he's changed his game a little bit in the last while uh, and again could make a mockery this in a few years time but right now you know going for a big game uh, Gibson Park would not be far behind Whitaker wouldn't be far behind but Redden like you know everything you want in a in a scrum half in terms of that you know excellent delivery fast delivery uh, the main things that you need Never had the physicality maybe of a player like uh, Whittaker who was the perfect um, fit for that time. Um, but yeah, Owen Redden is who I'm going for there. So an all-Munster half-back pairing at Leinster, Redden and Sexton. Who are you going for in midfield? An all-what? An all-Munster half-back. Limerick and Kerry represented at 9 and 10. Uh, will we go to, will I, I'll give you the options across the, uh, the rest of the backs. 
do it. Yeah. So uh, 15, uh, Isa in 09 and 11, Rob Carney in 12 and 18, and then Hugo Keenan. You chain Horgan um, at, uh, for, on the right wing uh, for 9 and 11, Fergus McFadden, Jordan Larmer, and Jimmy O'Brien, the other options there. Brian O'Driscoll, 9, 11, 12, and uh, Gary Ringrose, 18 and 22. Gordon Darcy at inside centre, 9, 11, 12, and then Robbie Henshaw subsequently. And then you'd Luke Fitzgerald in 9 and 11 on the left wing, and Isa, 12 and 18, uh, having started the other games at full back, and then uh, James Lowe. Okay, so 13 is locked in. That's Brian O'Driscoll. Yes, nothing, nothing to be said about him. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Who's your 12? <laughs> uh, who is my 12? Well, there are a couple of players who are going to be uh, very, very unfortunate to be left out of this. I would include Josh van der Fleer as one of those. I would obviously, <laughs> it broke my heart in, uh, I was up until four o'clock this morning on um, crying tears over having to leave Big Mal out of the team. The third player that I would consider to be exceptionally unfortunate not to make this team is Robbie Henshaw. I like the way you're, you're just going to put aside some time to talk up Robbie Henshaw now because you've ruthlessly left him out of your team. The fact is you don't think Robbie Henshaw is good enough to get into your all-time Leinster team. No, so that's, that's, who is good enough to get in there? There is a cigarette paper between them and I've gone for Gordon Darcy at inside okay. centre. It's it was, it, Cohesion between himself and O'Driscoll, I guess. Well, there is a bit of that. I think that in the grand scheme of history, says that you know Brian O'Driscoll was an absolute star and he played alongside this other guy but for anybody who was watching rugby over those years like Gordon Darcy was such an important player for Leinster such an important player for making Brian O'Driscoll the player he was and just never really got the praise that he should have got because of the guy that he was playing alongside um, but look there was nothing between them it was an impossible call I had selected Henshaw at one point and then I revised my pick could have gone either way um, Darcy um, uh, both of them actually have brilliant subtlety to their play serious pace when it's required um, but I do think that it's a marker of how high that I regard Darcy that I've selected him above Henshaw who I think at the minute is one of the first names I'm I'm, I'm constantly having to find myself not tweeting about Robbie Henshaw because everything I just find myself wanting all the time to talk about how amazing he is he's an incredible player he's done really well to talk a lot about Robbie Henshaw here and it's not where if, you've awarded the jersey to Gordon Darcy if, so if, congratulations to Gordon if Darcy if I was crafting this it, it's, there's such uh, fine margins between them it's possible if I was writing this team it's uh, 36 hours time I'd be including Robbie Henshaw it's okay if you don't think he's the number one choice number 12 in no, the history of Leicester that's, not, that's, that's totally fine it is literally what you said so Darcy is your number one choice 12 nothing between Driscoll your 13 so do you want to go with the wingers here first yeah we'll go right wing uh, it has to be Shane Horgan really um, again what a player like very much of his time um, for some reason uh, Northampton at 11 kicked endlessly to him thinking that he might be a bit of a weak spot they hadn't been doing too much homework he could play it any which way you want uh, a legend of Irish rugby um, who else do you go for like maybe Jimmy O'Brien in a few years time but it was another one of those that didn't really cause a huge amount of uh, scratching of the head so Horgan at 14 and on the left wing this is where I did a little bit of jiggery pokery and I've you could not have a Leinster starting 15 from the five finals, including tomorrow. That doesn't include Ease and Asewe. He's but got I was gonna to be say, on yeah. the team. You know, like, look, Luke Fitzgerald is another one for that uh, replacements bench. It's full of, is it full of bags? No, it's not. It's good. We've got a good even split so far. Um, very hard to leave out. Class player, like, renowned. You know, when you think about him, you think about the pace. But, like, geez, what a defensive player he was as well. Um, but Isa, you just couldn't leave him out. He would cut through the tiniest of gaps. <clears throat> Brilliant under a high ball. 
Uh, any player that you've ever heard that played with him that talked about, uh, about him was always talking about like what a skillful player he was, um, intelligent player, kicking penalties in the 18 final, like had a bit of everything. The beauty, actually, watching back some of his penalties yesterday, he had this real lovely talent to just drop, just give the ball just enough. Mm. Never needed to be sort of kicked into Rose Edge, just enough. Lovely little style, nice little sort of pitch and wedge style about him. Um, and like, I think we sometimes. Like forget that he won it for Leinster in 2018 as well. Yes, like yeah. I think sometimes we, yeah, I, I don't know. We I, I think that we come sometimes just forget the the real contribution he had in the the critical moments for Leinster. Uh, and it's not sort of a token pick to put him in there because of the fact that again he kind of comes into that category when you think of him immediately like Elsom as this cult hero in in Leinster. But he's just so much more than that. Um, how close James Lowe come to making this? Not he didn't even figure by the sounds of things like ah, Luke Fitzgerald would have been ahead of him in the mix for sure. Be, I didn't overly consider him. That's fair. Well, it seems it seems ridiculously harsh, but <clears throat> I had to make room for Isa. Like maybe I could have put Low on the other wing and leave out Shane Horgan, but again that would have been recency okay. bias. We have one more position full back. It's a head to head between Keenan and Carney here, right? Or um, yeah, because I've moved Isa onto the wing uh, and I've gone for Rob Carney. Like, what a trio. Again, not much between them. <clears throat> if anybody was to select any of the three of those players at 15, there's no argument to be made. Uh, there are comparisons. If I pick Rob Carney, comparisons with the other two, very good in the air. Probably doesn't have the pace of the others, but like a real big game player. Um, you know, 2012, probably the best fullback in Europe at that time. Um, and again, you know, there would be... I will to put Hugo Keenan in there, but I do think, again, there'll be a bit of a recency bias there, and I've tried to remove myself from that as much as I possibly could. But for that reason, Owen, yeah, I'm going a, for Rob Carney. It's a good, good team. Just to re- recap it, it is Carney, Horgan, Nasewa, Bod, Darcy, Sexton, Redden, and then the pack is Healy, Kelleher, Furlong, Leo Cullen, Brad Thorne, Rocky Elson, Sean O'Brien, Jamie Heaslip. I think you did well there. It's pretty good. It's the pretty subs good. bench is off the chart. Yeah, it is. Good depth. Uh, we'll be very interested here. I'm sure people out there have opinions as to people that have included or haven't and uh, do lash them into us, whatever it is that, uh, whatever your thoughts on it, do fire them in ahead of the game tomorrow. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.